All right, so you may have been hanging out with your partner too long if this happens to you. So we're getting onto the freeway, and we're in the, the carpool lane, and a Tesla, like, drives by. There's another lane, and they just kind of, like, speed by and get in front of us. And they didn't cut us off. There's nothing malicious about right. it. they didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, and we both just mutter under our breath, fuck you, Tesla. <laughs> at the same <laughs> exact time. exact same time. And we, like, look at each other, and it's like... Oh man, we spend way too much time together. <laughs> yeah, that was a moment. Was like, did yeah. that really just happen? Yeah, because they weren't even doing anything egregious. Yeah, it was nothing just like, wrong. Meh. All right, you just went faster than us. On right. The freeway, yeah. But <laughs> welcome back to the Kapower Hour. I'm Lauren Powell, and I'm Sean Casey, and together we are the, the Kapows. Kapow. What happened this week? Do you want to start with the baby names? Yeah. Okay. So we're not telling anybody, literally no one knows our baby's name. Except except for one (laughs) random flight attendant. But no one else knows the baby's name. And we decided that each week on the podcast, we would give away a clue. The clues are meant to be hard. They're not meant to make (laughs) you figure this out. So if you do figure it out, we may not tell you if you're right. (laughs) Uh, there's been a lot of guesses because we said, so the first clue was it's Irish. Yep. And so for the clue this week, since we've been getting a lot of guesses that are like, I think it's Swersay, Shersha, or Shabon, <laughs> right? So you're laughing because I can't pronounce those names. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's not going to be hard to pronounce. That's the clue. The next clue. Okay. Yeah. That do, I know, do I know the name? <laughs> <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Oh, man. So what happened this week? We got a 4D ultrasound. Which is so funny. I think that's... So that's the picture that's like claymation. Right. I've always thought that that was like weird and creepy. And I thought that the doctor just gives it to you at one of your appointments. But But apparently not. Not at ours. Yeah. She was like, you have to go to a private business to to pay for it but it was pretty pretty inexpensive Mm -hmm. i thought you were gonna be like nah we don't need it you're the one who was like looking up you found the business you called you made the appointment yeah i think it's cool like all of these things that are just like steps along the way like why not give it a shot i mean i don't care if our baby is ugly right now (laughs) (laughs) so you agree the picture is weird pictures are weird yes it's a picture of a human inside of another human squished up against a placenta yeah of course it's gonna be weird has anyone in the history of these like 3d 4d images ever had a cute baby i need to know because ours right now she looks haunted she like there's like a uh it's because it's of how they do the the 3d imaging they have to like cut away certain bits to assume what's behind she basically was smushed up against the placenta and she would not get away from it. So she looked very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah. She also looked like she got punched in the face by Muhammad Ali or something. Yeah. She, <laughs> had, like... a, she had a like flat nose, yeah. like a big swollen nose, and it didn't look like our noses at all. <laughs> I mean, my nose has been smashed a few times, so maybe. But even your smashed nose didn't look like her nose. Yeah. And one of the pictures, I guess she opened her eyes and so <laughs> and it, we looked into her soul and it just, was <laughs> yeah the outlook was grim she looks like it looks like she's missed like a baby doll that's missing an eyeball yeah like she looks straight out of like toy story the haunted dolls did you expect this did you expect anything different i knew it was gonna be creepy <laughs> i thought it was supposed to give us a glimpse a better glimpse of like what her features would be mm. we did get one good side one of her nose and it's very cute little nose 
yeah the non-smashed one but then like the rest of her face was smashed so we couldn't get, <laughs> couldn't get a full picture it was yeah. like oh her nose looks normal in that one but the rest of her is all jacked up it's kind of silly i yeah. i don't know i don't think that's what she looks like yeah anyway it was interesting it's always fun getting extra ultrasounds to just see her moving around she being trying, crazy she kept trying to put her hands in front of her face and so the guy was like jiggling your belly oh, trying yeah. to get her to move and oh my god so the guy's jiggling my belly and i'm sitting there and he's jiggling like for pretty, 30, 30 seconds pretty hard like not like not hard painful, but yeah vigorous. pretty forcefully yeah yeah and i'm sitting there i'm so ticklish so i'm sitting there just like digging my nails into my hand to like i don't want to flinch he's got to get the shot i'm just like oh, i hate this he's tickling me and uh, <laughs> he couldn't even get the shot but I, it was so hard for me to sit still and i had no idea i was just loving it i was just like oh my gosh this technology is so amazing i thought you said i had a weird look on my face and you didn't know why I mean, yeah, I guess you kind of always have a weird look on your yeah. face during the during the ultrasound. So, what does I mean, my face look it like? Just it's like it looks uncomfortable. Like it can't be comfortable. Oh, like yeah. pushing and sliding around. I don't know. Yeah, but I didn't know that you were like being tickled. Yeah, I had no idea. Baby's tickling my bladder right now. <laughs> the, so the other crazy thing about about the ultrasound that we had. So she's supposed to be head down yep. eventually. And at the ultrasound on Monday, she was head down. And then four days later, we went to my OB appointment. And she was back up. She's going to be trouble. She's just she's just doing gymnastics in there. On Monday, we were, he's like, oh, she's in the perfect position. This is great. You're ahead of schedule. And we're like, yes, <laughs> we're so good at being pregnant. She's an overachiever. Yeah. And then <laughs> we like say that to our OBGYN yeah. when we get there. And then she's like. Uh, well, nope. so she goes in, we told her, we were like, we just had an ultrasound and uh, she's head down. And so she goes to put the ultrasound, the sonogram thing. Yeah. She put it low thinking <laughs> that's where the head was going to be. Like, Those are feet. She just like couldn't find anything. She's like, oh, oh, uh oh. And then she went back up to the top. She's like, here's the head. Yep. She's not up. I was like, oh, we look stupid. Yeah. Ugh. Baby making us look dumb. Yeah. Anyway. I didn't, I mean, she's just doing flips. Just flipping around. I think she's going to be a gymnast. Probably. Oh, so we also went to, we finally went to a birth class, two birth classes. We finally know how you're going to have the baby. <laughs> it was real touch and go. I didn't know where it was coming out. <laughs> now we know. Yeah. I was actually like really impressed. Um, I, you, you see on TV and movies, it's all these like very stereotypical boring yeah. just um and i think because we chose a doula company that really doesn't abide by that eight hours of birth classes actually yeah. was fairly enjoyable four hours split thankfully split up yeah on saturday and then sunday yeah. but for anytime you're spending four hours on a day on learning your weekend anything. learning anything yeah um, yeah I, I didn't really know what to expect but i was very impressed with them and they're just like funny clever people um, yeah. and so they it was just more entertaining than anything yeah because yeah, we had the option through our insurance through our hospital there were some virtual classes we could take and i was just like ugh. not only is it going to be like birth classes it's also virtual how am i supposed to pay attention yeah it's not like i can take shots of espresso to like get my focus on anymore i was not looking forward to having to learn from the hospital and i didn't like there's i'm very particular about the information i'm allowing into my body into my brain you know what i mean mm -hmm. i don't want to be scarred i don't want to be scared i just scarred need, or scared i just want to know what i need to know and not a not a fraction more <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah. i don't need to see 
a woman birthing a baby to know there's nothing I can learn from that because that's not my job down there. You're not going to see that. Someone else is in charge of that. Mm -hmm. I just need to know the stuff up here from this angle. So I was afraid if we did the hospital stuff, it was going to be all the like scary visual stuff that I just don't need to know about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so this thankfully wasn't, it was, it was, it was like the perfect amount of information. And they do a really good job of presenting all options and here are the pros and here are the cons of each one of these and not really promoting certain things over the other. Yeah. Where kind of with a hospital system, you're going to get one option or one, you know, thing and that's just because they have to account for everybody right um and so i think this is much more like tailored towards what we you know it seems like with the hospital they want they're just like what's the lowest common denominator here's the option that would serve service the most amount of people right whether it's good enough or good for everyone or not right it's just here and so then with like if you do anything where you pay for a class or you work with the doula they actually go through like here are all the and it's not even just here are the options it's if this happens here's it's like choose your own adventure mm-hmm. right here are the possible outcomes here's yeah. what might happen here's what might not happen and like figuring out what we think the answers to those questions would be ahead of time so that if things like don't go as planned in the delivery room we're not just hearing about that for the first time exactly and yeah. we're not just hearing like the hospital's right. option right yeah, the birth class was really entertaining. It was. And, and we, we, informative. We learned a bunch of movements to jiggle you and make your <laughs> hips feel better. I thought that was cool. The They really emphasized partner participation. Mm-hmm. Like I knew, and I, and obviously like you are so supportive and you want to be as part of this as much as you can. I just not knowing anything about what actually happens during labor and delivery. I just assumed like, yeah, you're, you're going to be there. What? Giving me ice chips, mopping my forehead. Like there wasn't really anything for you to do other Mm. than squeeze my hand. And then in this, it was like, here are all the ways that you can relieve pressure on her hips and like. It just, it just, they had so much that involves the partner, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. Like you, yeah. ha- you have homework. Yeah. Got some and, studying. And I get to touch your butt and jiggle you a lot. <laughs> that was my key takeaway. That's how they get you. <laughs> no, your key takeaway, the one thing. So <laughs> I loved everything that they had to say. I was on board with everything they had to say, except this one thing they were like, you know, when mom's taking care of baby. So when the baby comes, mom's taking care of baby, dad's taking care of mom, who's taking care of dad, need to make sure that like he's not neglected. So their advice to the dads was like, hire a babysitter, have a friend come over, bring in help for an hour so that you can go do something that you need to do for like self-care so to make sure that you're being taken care of. But she mentioned golf, which is not an hour long activity. (laughs) And also... I'm conflicted. I would like to hear your thought, but let me tell you mine first. Mm-hmm. I'm conflicted because I'm taking care of the baby. Yes, you're taking care of me, and that is a lot of work. I know. And I'm, also I know I'm a lot take of work. Care of the baby, and also taking, of course. But it's not like I. It's not a, the equivalent of you taking care of me. Is not the equivalent of you going to play golf for an hour. Like I, it's not fun. It's a. It's a chore. It's a responsibility that I have to do. You taking care of me. It's also a responsibility that I have to do. Yeah, that helps, but it's not like I'm going to get wine with the girls. So that's where I'm a little like, how is it your hour that something is is helping take care of you is fun and mine is just slightly less hard because you're helping me. Or yours is just sleep. 
(laughs) (laughs) Right? But like, I want to have fun too. I just, my phone, I'm dripping in FOMO. Yeah, I understand that. I think the way you were looking at her when she was saying that, it was like, this isn't happening ever, (laughs) ever again. (laughs) No, I think after the first... I don't know. I don't know. I just don't. I don't know. I liked her. I liked her point of view. Hey, if you need to go somewhere for an hour, get someone to replace you, the job you were doing for mom and go, go do something self-care. But I don't get, I don't get any self-care. That's what I don't, it doesn't feel apples to apples to me. Well, I mean, self-care is not like, unfortunately this whole thing is not apples to apples. Like I can't have the baby. I can't breastfeed the baby. I can't do those things. But I guess I think her whole point is like, okay, so both of you should just like, if I, yeah, exactly. So it's like, all right, if I need to take an hour, so then I'm better at helping you. I think that was her whole point is like, you're not helping mom and not helping baby. If you're not physically and emotionally like there. So, yeah, I think you just have to choose carefully. Just don't golf. I get it. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So there were about seven or eight couples total at this class. Um, and on the last day, I come out of the bathroom and you're you're crowded around with a bunch of the dads and you guys are all talking about drinking beer and going to get a beer after this. And then me and this other woman, we, we can't, the other mom, we just look at each other like, are they talking about drinking right in front of us? Like, we can't <laughs> even participate. We're just rubbing it in. Well, this was the advice of the book that you asked me to read, The Expectant Father. They said when you go to birth classes, every you know a lot of the focus is on the mom. They're asking moms how they're doing, that sort of thing. And the dads don't really have an opportunity to reply. And if they do, you can't actually be honest because your answers probably are going to hurt or, you know, offend or you know Mm -hmm. so they said one of the best ways to be able to just talk about it is make friends with the guys at the birth class and go grab a beer and be able to not just vent or like complain but like talk about it from your perspective in a way that is not going to hurt your partner talk about it with someone who completely understands exactly exactly exactly, who's going through the exact same challenges as you yeah because it's like you can you know you can talk to other pregnant ladies or even your friends but most of my friends who have kids are their kids are way older, so they're just like, "Haha, you're screwed." Yeah, <laughs> that's so, cute. Yeah, so that I, so I did it. Yeah. So I got some numbers at the end of the class. That was so funny, and I'm not mad that you're. I'm just. I just think it's hilarious, and so it just goes back to like you're the friendliest person I know, and also that you're a golden retriever because you just make friends everywhere you go. And so we're leaving the class, and I'm like out the door, and I turn around, and you're not there, and I'm like, "What? Where?" And I look back and you're, you're exchanging phone numbers with all the dads. Yeah. Yeah. Anthony and Frankie. Uh, I mean, to be fair, they were also two very outgoing guys as yeah. well. Uh, it was like a golden retriever meetup. Yeah. <laughs> One of the guys is a high school football coach. I'm like, dude, I'll come watch your team play on Friday nights. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> uh, the other thing that I think maybe most people don't know about doulas, or maybe you don't even know what a doula is. So prior to kind of learning about the doula experience, I thought doulas were basically just women that help you do a home birth where you don't even go to the hospital. That's what I thought a doula was. And then after talking to some friends, basically the doula is just there to help you wherever you want to give birth. Mm -hmm. And you can have a doula in a delivery room. And after, you know, our experience with our two, like, pregnancy losses and just feeling like we were getting a lot of conflicting information or not the full picture right. from our healthcare providers. I lost a lot of, tr- I don't want to say trust, but I was like, I really wish I had someone there who could. I wish there was a, a better way to do this. Yeah. Right. And I wish I had someone there who could have like explained things to me 
you know, who was my advocate and not just advocate for the hospital. And so it became very clear that like a doula is someone that I was very much going to want to be with us in the delivery room. Mm -hmm. We haven't had a single person who had a doula say like, oh, I regret having a doula. Everyone is just like, it was the best money we spent. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of people debate whether to get a doula or not, Mm -hmm. but the people who did end up getting a doula to a T have been very, very happy that they did. Yeah. So it's basically, you know, the birth class is, I don't know, I don't know that all doulas have this birth class, this particular company we used. Um, They offer this birth class, which is amazing. It's a part of the, part of the package of hiring her. But basically with most doulas, I'm assuming, you know, you, you go through what it is that you're expecting from the birth or the labor, kind of what your birth and birth preferences are, not necessarily birth plan because not everything goes to plan. And they talk you through. And it's it's also like there's a lot of decisions to be made, which I didn't realize. It's not mm-hmm. like you just go in and, and the baby comes out. So they talk you through a bunch of different outcomes. Like if you do this or if this happens, these could be your possible options. So the, the idea of going through and building that plan with them. And then when we get to the hospital, if something does arise and we don't quite understand what's being presented to us, they are fluent in like mm-hmm. those scenarios that they can explain it to us so that we can make better decisions, more informed decisions. Yeah. I think it just goes down to like a simple principle that like, if you understand the scenario and you plan for certain things or you understand all the possible outcomes, you're not surprised and you don't have a negative view of what happened. Yeah. Where it's like, if, you know, if you go in and you know, my mom, I was talking to my mom about this and she's like, I never even knew, like she knew what C-section was, but like never prepared for it. Didn't know what it meant, you know, and then ended up having one. And it's like, had she learned and been aware of it and, you know, expected it as a possible outcome, you know, and she said she was fine, but like, I've heard that a lot of women who like have C-sections sort of like unexpectedly feel negative about their experience. And so the idea of a doula is they're just sort of preparing you for all possible outcomes. And it's, it's your choice to make this happen, not the hospital thrusting this thing upon you. Right. And like, just let's say everything goes perfectly. Like there are no unexpected things that come up. It's still nice to have someone there who knows, Hey, let's get you into a different position, like pain management. Mm -hmm. Right. So labor, that's something I didn't know before I got pregnant is like the labor part of the whole process is really long. You push for a few hours, maybe, but like the labor part where you just are sitting there with contractions is like 12 hours plus for most people. 12 to 24 hours. So the idea of having like an expert there who, you know, can just come up with ways to make, Mm -hmm. to get help, help you get through that process. And even just, just even just learning that, Hey, yeah, we're going to be done in a couple hours. Like, Nope, no, you're going to be here for a full day. Most likely maybe longer, maybe a little less, but like plan on 24 hours. Yeah. So everything about our experience so far with this doula we've chosen is amazing. If you're in San Diego and you're considering a doula, highly recommend you, you check out this one. The the reason we chose this one initially, I like looked on Yelp for doulas and the company that came up, it was called breathe bitch doula. (laughs) And I was like, I'm clicking. I need to know more about this and this company immediately. So it just gave off the vibe that we were looking for, which is a little more like to the point cut and dry and like playful, um, 
not like flu flu, which there's nothing wrong with flu flu-ness. Like if you want to light incense and that kind of thing, that's not my vibe. And I knew I didn't want that in a doula, which mm-hmm. tends to be a little bit more hippie mm-hmm. think anyway. This felt not like that. Yeah. Most of the births they do are in hospitals, not I think, at home births. I think the thing that sold me is they have a frequently asked question on their homepage. And one of the questions is, I want to have my baby in the middle of the rainforest. Are, you know, are you for me? And they're like, no, we are not doctors. We cannot help you have a baby in the middle of the rain, Amazon rainforest. Yeah. I was like, okay, I like that answer. Yeah, they're very much like, we're not doctors. Yep. We work with doctors, but we are not doctors. So right. it was just such a good fit for us. Um, lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, man. So... So we've been doing a lot of work to like rearrange all the bedrooms and turning offices into nurseries and bedrooms into offices. And so we were looking for a pullout couch. Like a sleeper sofa. Sleeper sofa. We thought we lucked out, man. We went, we were like, we were like, oh my God, I can't believe we got this one. Like $2,000 off. It's so perfect. We love it. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. So we go to living spaces. We're not even like thinking that we're going to buy a couch. We just want to see what they have. And they end up having a floor model that's $2,000 off. That's in like perfect condition. And it's exactly what we want. And we're like, okay, let's do it. But we still needed to have carpet installed. So we're like, can we pay for it now? Can you hold it for a week or two? And then we'll come, we'll come get it. I'm like, yep, no problem. So we pay fast forward a week later, we hire some movers to come pick it up for us. Sorry. The movers go to the store. They go all the way to the store and then they text you yeah and they're like there was a fire at the store the store is completely locked down we can't get in so we have to cancel i was like okay we're like there was a fire at the store where our couch is we were not informed and i I was like ah what are the odds that our couch was one of the ones that was damaged yeah so then like we're like you get a call the next day and she's like hey you bought a floor model we were storing it in our storage facility and it's been damaged i'm like okay so i'm like so you'll just give us a replacement right <laughs> and she's like well no we don't have any more floor models so if you want a replacement you have to pay the difference for a brand new couch and I like two thousand dollar difference yeah so we give it a day and we go into the store and we're just i everyone i talk to is like yeah, of course they're just going to give you the couch, right? Like you bought a couch. They owe us a couch. They have our money. Yeah. It's not our fault that the one that we purchased was cheaper and it's not our fault that the one that we purchased got ruined. Right. 
And so we go to the store. It's the whole store. So we go like two days later. The whole store smells like mezcal <laughs> or smoke. <laughs> Maybe you're de- <laughs> depending on your pregnancy le- level. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go back to like customer service and it, there was like this dude and he was young and I was like, okay, yeah, you, you talk. I feel like this guy gets like, nice. nice. Yeah. And so we're talking to him and, and then we're like, oh yeah, our couch, you know, we're here to talk about what to do about our couch that got burned. And he's like, Oh, hang on a second. And then he brings over the spawn of Satan. <laughs> Just like the bulldog, the defender. Awful. The worst human I've ever interacted with. I've so I know that someone is a real piece of shit when they're mean to you. When you like, yeah, when someone can be mean to you, when you don't like someone, she was so mean to you. Yeah. It was wild. I don't know. She I, just you know, immediately had attitude. Yeah. Immediately. Like she was like, like we just explained the situation and she like went on the defensive and was, she's like, you should just be lucky that we're giving you. Cause they off, they're like, we can offer you a refund or, or you can buy a brand new couch. And I was like, well, you know, we bought a couch and she's like, you should just be lucky that we're giving you a refund. Well, she's you were like, we were like, well, we bought a couch and she's like, yeah, well, it's gone. And I was like, yeah, because you said like, yeah, because you guys had a fire. And she's like, we didn't do it. <laughs> she thought we were accusing her of setting her couch on fire. Like it was like she was not taking responsibility on behalf of living spaces for this fire at all. She was the like C-U-N-T, biggest C-U-N-T I yeah. have ever encountered. Yeah. I've ever encountered. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Fist bump. Yeah. We just fist bumped. <laughs> so then after all that hullabaloo, she's just like, she's just like, she's verbally attacking us. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, it just became clear. Like she wasn't going to budge and she like was looking for a fight. She was looking for a fight. And yeah. I don't know if she had like, and there was a lot of, you know, obviously half their warehouse burned down. So there's a lot of people in our situation. Cantankerous. It's just That's shocking to me that the living space's position is... Sorry. Screw. Yeah. So they're, they're basically like, if you buy anything as is, we don't give an F about you. Like, it was very clear that what she was, it was clear that she was given this power from corporate that was yeah. like, say this, don't budge. We're not budging. You have the authority. We don't want to talk to anyone. Don't pass anyone up to us. Yeah. It was. And so she took it and ran with it. And she was like, I am the king. There is no one higher than me. And you will not get anything. You're, we're not even supposed to store couches more than 48 hours. You're lucky that we did that. <laughs> no, we're not. We shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have let us. Then maybe yeah. we would have a couch. Yeah, awful. I used to love living spaces, but that dead woman. And- <laughs> they are dead to us. We will never. I'm like, the couch is beautiful. Had they not been awful, would I just have paid two grand more to get the couch we actually wanted? Yes. I will not be giving them any more in my business. I will take the refund and I will go spend the equivalent of what? Anywhere else. Anywhere else. Yeah. I will spend the amount that I would have had to get a new couch from them. I will go give that to someone else. Gladly. It's just wild. Like I don't want to even talk about it anymore. I'm <sighs> so livid about the whole situation I, I guess i'm just i'm used to hey if i keep an even tone and i'm just trying to have a conversation right. so to be to be fair i didn't speak okay <laughs> yeah. i kept my mouth shut this was this woman was like this sean was speaking lauren was not yeah and i just was like well what, you know what can we do i'm trying to 
solve problems here. Just sort of like, and she just kept like attacking me and attacking and attacking. And I'm just like, oh my God, this woman like hates me. She <laughs> did not want to problem solve. She didn't want to do anything. I just, I'm not used to that level of anger and hatred yeah. <laughs> for like, we were the ones who lost the couch in a fire, right. you know, like we're the victims in this situation. Right. And she was treating us like we were attacking her, which right. just is wild. So <sighs> needless to say, we won't be shopping at living spaces anymore. No. Uh, all right. Ooh, we are never, I'm all fired up. We're never bringing this up again. We're yeah. putting it to bed. We're putting it to grave. It is dead. Okay. Until we have to tell this story to our friends in person. We'll direct them to the podcast. <laughs> Go listen to the podcast. We can't talk about it anymore. So last week was kind of a kerfuffle of, I don't know, maybe Mercury was in the microwave because that happened. We had a lot of connegatives. Connegatives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I, um, I went to get a prenatal massage at this new place. The woman, my massage therapist was like five minutes late grabbing me. So I'm there early. My massage, my massage was supposed to start at two o'clock. She doesn't come get me until like 2.08, let's say, or 2.05. She comes and gets me at 2.05 out of the lobby. We go into the back room. We talk about what my needs are as like pregnant woman, where I want her to focus, kind of the pain that I've been having. That takes a few minutes. She leaves. At this point, it's like... So let's say it's 2.10 now. She leaves. I take off my clothes. I get under the sheet. I sit there and I wait for several minutes. She doesn't come back immediately. I'm just sitting there. And when she comes in, I look at the clock and it's 2.13. Okay. So she f actually like hands on me or like maybe it's even minutes later, but hands on me 2.13. And I remember like she's she had me like flip over and do the other side like so quickly that I was like, this massage is going by oddly fast that when she finished, I was like, I need to look at the clock. I can't wait to look at the clock because this is, this felt like it went by so quickly. She ended at two fifty. It was a 50 minute massage started at two hands on body two thirteen. finished at two fifty. And so I get, a, I, I get dressed, I go out, she's waiting for w right there with water for me. And I, she was like, how do you feel? And I was like, look, that massage was great, but you ended 10 minutes early. She was like, well, no, our massages are only 50 minutes long. And I'm like, I know. And that was a 40 minute massage. <laughs> yeah. And so I go up to the front, man, this episode <laughs> is making me sound like really combative. I go to the front and I was like, look, my massage was amazing, but she ended 10 minutes early. Well, and like. You're paying a lot of money for it's this. It's not right? a cheap so every, massage. Every minute matters. It's like a hundred and thirty dollar prenatal massage. Right. Plus tip. Yeah. So this is, this is not a cheap thing. Right. And so the front desk woman is apologetic, but also like, yeah, our massages are fifty minutes, and I'm like, I know, <laughs> but this was forty minutes, and so she gave me ten percent off, whatever. My question is, when does the massage timer begin? Let's give her the benefit of the doubt and say that it starts the moment. We go into that room. So to two oh five, right? I ended at two fifty. Even like, then, that's five minutes too short. When does the timer start? I've I've gotten tons of massages and I've never felt gypped like this. Yeah, yeah. I think it's like you've gotten dozens of massages and you've had worked with chiropractors and everything, and you've never felt that way. I've never felt like cheated or robbed yeah. out of time. It's just like, I guess you never know, you know, place can have really good reviews on Yelp or wherever, but it's like they have dozens of massage therapists right. there. So maybe you caught someone on a bad day or whatever, but it's just, it's funny, a business's response when you say that you didn't have a good experience 
you know, they're just like, well, our, our massages are only 50 minutes, you know, we're like a good, you know, a good masseuse or a good massage parlor would be like, I'm so sorry. You know, here's a free 30 minute massage or right. here, you know, here's something. Give like, me like, I understand they want to keep as much money as they can. So offer me a free one next time or something. Or, yeah. Like, yeah. You want the customer to feel like they are going out of their way to make it right. Yeah. Where it's like, all right, this is just whatever. We don't really care. We don't think we're wrong. Blah, blah, blah. So. Yeah, it's always baffling to me when companies take that road. Mm. All right, I am done complaining. <laughs> I think. It is funny that we just had this like two things in one week. Because we're not, like like you said, we're not those people. Right. But. Just a bad week. Yeah. Mercury's in the microwave. <laughs> um, okay, let's let's flip this. Let's do, let's do some, let's have some fun. Um, okay, last week we talked about um, Australian slang. Yep. And. There are some really good ones in there. And we were saying, we want to learn more slang and jargon and vocabulary regional. So I thought we would start this one with Southern slang versus Midwest slang. Okay. Since I spent some time in North Carolina, I don't even want to say that I'm Southern. I'm clearly not. I lived in North Carolina for high school and college. My parents live there now. But I've been in California longer than North Carolina. I mean... Put a couple drinks in you and let me know if you're Southern or not. That's true. My accent it comes out. But I, I just want to... Get wanted, you around Chelsea and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Lindsay and... I just... Jen. I want to go into this as like, I'm not an expert on Southern vocabulary or oh, Southern okay. slang. Oh, okay. So this, this is your quali- qualifier. Qualifier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, that like, these were words that kind of... Here are some things that when I moved to North Carolina when I was like 13, hmm. these took me by surprise. Okay. As an outsider. All right. I have no qualifications for my Midwest slang. Just Okay. So my first one, let's see if you know what this means. Okay. So do you know what bow means? B-O, not the French, B-E-O-U-X or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, buoy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Just B-O. Yeah. So you've never heard like people say the word bow? Not not like, without any like, context. Here. It's like, like, like bro or dude. The version of that, they like, say, bow. Yeah, but not like that. It's still in California. Right. They would be like, it's Surf's like, bow. you wouldn't say, <laughs> like, if you were going to be like, oh man, or like, like use bro in a sentence. What's up, bro? Yeah. So this would be like, what's up, bow? What's up, bow? Are they just forgetting the R? No. So it's basically like friend. Oh. And uh, on that level, have you ever heard Wody? No. Yeah. Wody is also like friend. You're my Wody. But nobody says that. <laughs> nobody says you're my bro. So it's like you use it at the end of a sentence. Oh, okay. Like, go ahead. I can't think of a, a <laughs> sentence right now, and I'm so afraid of getting crucified by <laughs> North Carolinians. Anyway, Bo and Wody were two very strange words that I learned when Bo I moved to North Carolina. Wody. Okay. Okay, what do you got? All right, I think the first one is pretty obvious. Is just, oh. Yep. Oh, oh. Didn't mean to bump into you there. Oh, oh. Look at the time. Oh. Yeah. I uh, say that now, and it must yeah. be because of you. Yeah. Ope is just, oh, oops. But yeah. like also it's just like, oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I, I didn't mean to do all of those things. Because Midwest people are like the most polite. Yeah. Yeah. Apologetic. Oh, oh, squeeze. Let me squeeze. Let me squeeze right past you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. Um, do you know what fixins are? Uh, yeah, those are like sides, right? Like all the fixins is like sides of a, with, yeah. with, with fixins, a meal. Fixins, accoutrements, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I've, I've heard that. Do you know the verb fixin? I'm fixin to do this thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Do you say it in? No, okay. I've never said that. Okay. Yeah. But I, 
I know about it. Okay. All right. Uh, a Michigan left. What is it? You go left on a yellow turn? <laughs> no. You make three rights. <laughs> what is a Michigan no. left? So basically, you come up to an intersection, and the way the road is made, you cannot turn left. And so to go left on that road, you have to first turn right and then do an immediate U-turn. And so then you are now heading on that road that you were originally trying to turn left on. Oh, okay. And so the idea is that you're never having a long backup at the intersection. You're just routing traffic around the intersection. So what? I don't know if it's more effective or not. Um, I also didn't know that that's not done everywhere yeah. else. <laughs> so Michigan left. Yeah. And my hometown, Livonia, is full of Michigan lefts, especially right by my house. And I just didn't even think about it. That was a crazy transition when I moved to, to LA where the left turns in LA or left turns in California are, I think are very different than, than North Carolina and Michigan Yeah, where like you don't always have a green arrow and it's a lot of, it's a lot of like gunning it at when it, when it turns yellow and the cars have, cause there's so much traffic, Yeah, you get like one second, one car to go through. Like it's very dangerous left turns in yeah. California. Yeah, well, in, in Michigan, you get a, a blinking yellow. So you can like, if there's no traffic, you can turn left whenever you want. Right, but there's always traffic in California. Yeah, in LA. But I guess in San Diego, that's not always the case. So I feel like I find myself sitting at red left Arrow. arrows where it's like there's no traffic coming. Why yeah. can't I just turn? <sighs> um. Okay, do you know what a hankering is? Yeah, you uh, have a hankering for some, some cake. or. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I, again, never said that ever. Yeah. But I, I know what it is. Um, all right. Uh, in Michigan, we have things, things called door walls. Oh, right. This is so weird. What you call a door wall, I call a sliding glass door. Yeah. It's just the door wall. It's not a door wall. (laughs) It's either a door or a wall. I know. I know. It's very strange. I have no idea why we call it that. It's a sliding glass door. It is a sliding glass door by definition. Because a door wall is not just a wall. It's not just a door in the wall. The different a door wall specifically in Michigan, it's it's, it's a glass, glass sliding door. glass. Yeah. Not just like the back door right. that's attached to a wall. Right. Okay. So no you acknowledge clue. that that's weird. I acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, so they say a lot. I remember being so perplexed by this one. You might could. You might could? Yeah. Oh, like maybe. I might could go for some chick-fil-a <laughs> i might could that's that's a little weird a little repetitive i might or i could yeah i both i both <laughs> i might could mm-hmm. could do could do yeah yeah that's british all right um the party store oh yeah what's the party store the it's, it's a liquor store yeah are so, there balloons there uh no but i think it's like anything that you need to get the party started except balloons except for balloons <laughs> i mean some party stores probably have balloons Okay. But it's just a liquor store. Is it because in Michigan they don't want to say liquor on buildings? No, no, I don't think so. I mean, they have the liquor signs and everything. We just call it the party store. Because in North Carolina, the liquor stores don't have the word liquor on them. They say ABC. Right. But ABC is a government term, right? I don't know. <laughs> sure. Alcohol. Bureau. Beverage, yeah. Beverage company. I don't know. Something. Um. Okay, my last one, when I moved to North Carolina, this was so confusing to me. So everyone in North Carolina has so much, so their manners are so much better than anything that I was exposed to in Virginia and Maryland growing up. They just have very proper good manners with adults. Mm-hmm. And so all the the youngins, which is another word, uh, 
they refer to adults as miss. Oh yeah. And then their first name. So mm-hmm. I, if I, I'm an adult now, that's weird. You're they Ms. would, Lauren. they would call me Miss Lauren yeah. where I grew up. It was Mrs. Powell, Mrs. Casey, mm-hmm. you know, that's how it was in Michigan too. Miss like last name. Yep. And then yep. in North Carolina it's miss. And then their first, first name. name, which I think that makes a little more sense. It makes sense, but it's yeah. really intimidating to yeah. just all of a sudden be like Miss Evelyn. I'm like, that just feels like I'm not allowed to call you by your first name. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have friends who have their kids say Miss Lauren, Miss Sean. Uh, Jess? Yeah. Yeah. But she's California. She's from California. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. To ask her about that. One more. This is why I'm wearing this shirt. Um, the term is up north. And I get a lot of people who ask me, like, what's up north? It's above, above the wall. Yeah. And I, so the way I nope. didn't... It's above the wall. <laughs> the way I describe up north is not a specific place, but it's more a feeling. And so... <laughs> What? Traditionally, up north is anywhere north of like Lansing. But like, there was a place where I went when I was little that was thirty minutes away from our house, and but it felt like up north. And so, like, <laughs> I called it up north. And so, up I think up north is anywhere that's north of you currently. <laughs> but then also, like, if you're somewhere and there's a place that feels like up north and it's south of you, I think it's still up north. I don't know. I need some Michigan people to weigh in here. Yeah, this is batshit crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so up north to me is just, it's an experience. It's okay. an idea. Oh, it's an experience. Okay. <laughs> All right, now it's part of the show where we tell you what we learned this week. We did not learn our buttons. Because someone didn't label them. I thought this was really fascinating. The history of the pumpkin spice latte is what I learned this week. Okay. Insider did an interview with Peter Dukes, who is the quote unquote father of the PSL. I guess he's some guy that works, has worked at Starbucks forever in their like flavor lab. Yeah. In 2003, they were tasked the like flavor people or whatever at Starbucks. They were tasked with coming up with a new fall drink. And at the time, like pumpkin flavors were not a thing. You go into the grocery store. The only thing that was there was pumpkin filling and pumpkin puree, pumpkin pie filling and pumpkin puree. There was nothing else that was pumpkin flavored, which basically insinuates that like the PSL was invented, started the entire pumpkin flavor craze. That's wild. I would watch a Netflix documentary about this. Oh, 100%. So... They came up with 100 ideas for the drink, one of which was a pumpkin latte. Um, so because there was like, that wasn't a flavor profile that they could like find anywhere, they had to, they started pouring espresso shots on top of pumpkin pies <laughs> and tasting it. Wow. So that's how they like kind of figured out like what a, what coffee and pie, what that flavor, like, how to, like. how to replicate that. Yeah. yeah. They haven't changed the recipe in over 10 years, which is interesting, which is probably right when they got in trouble for not having any, any actual pumpkin pie in yeah. it or any pumpkin puree in it. And now they do. Um, the other, so there were four flavors that were, they were testing and pumpkin spice latte is the one that won, but the three others they were considering back then. One was a maple pecan, mm. honey nut and cranberry white chocolate, which all is, of those sound really they good. They all sound great. And none of them have ever made it to the menu. Hmm. I mean, you see a lot of companies now fl- uh, experimenting with those flavors yeah. in, in beer and, and other things and seltzers and, and stuff. Yeah. So I just thought that was interesting that basically like when the PSL came out at Starbucks, there were not pumpkin flavored things, they which means this. they invented the pumpkin craze. That's wild. Good for them. I am. We are all better for it. <laughs> Thank you, Starbucks. Do you know the um, the soap grease uh, company Ajax? Mm-hmm. 
um, and their slogan is stronger than Greece, right? Uh-huh. That's that's it. The background of that is Ajax was a famous Greek soldier renowned for his strength, and he was supposedly stronger than any soldier in Greece. Wow. <laughs> and so stronger than Greece? How do they spell it? Well, they they spell it G R E A S E, but like it's the whole yeah the whole thing. I love it. Yeah, and so the the top comment was. Someone who worked at Ajax has literally waited 16, 66 years for you to get this. <laughs> That's incredible. I love a good thinker. Yeah. I'm just like, wow, I never even thought about it. I have another I just found out. Okay. So this came from a commenter, actually. Uh, their username, Vodka's Vengeance, mm. says, so you know, so a few episodes ago, we were talking about our wedding, and we were talking about how we didn't want to do anything traditional, and I stood on the right side, and you stood on the left. Yeah. Because that was my good side. So Vodka's Vengeance says, the reason the groom stands on the right is because that is typically the dominant side. It's based in historical misogyny. Women were just kind of like openly kidnapped in broad daylight without anyone doing anything other than exclaiming, oh no. So the groom would typically have a sword or gun on his hip to defend the bride. (laughs) What? So I guess like like women would just be kidnapped in the middle of a wedding. And so the groom needed to be on the side that was easier for him to grab his weapon and defend her. And if it, she was on the left, he it, would, it wouldn't put him in the best position. Isn't that wild? That is wild. Also, the idea that women are just openly kidnapped during their <laughs> wedding. Security needs to get tighter. Yeah, seriously. Huh. Okay. Uh, we get a lot of questions and comments from you guys, and they often give us a lot of things to talk about. So I'm going to go through some that I pulled. So Ashley Nicole says, Lauren, you should do another how many white claws to 0.08 after not drinking for nine months. It'd be interesting to compare. That is like the one of the videos that I'm the most excited about doing after baby comes. Yeah. We had a conversation about this too, because it was like, in theory, your alcohol content in your blood should not change. Right. Because tolerance is different yeah. than what? Yeah, your BAC. Actual, yeah, your BAC. So that's what like people confuse a lot of times is they'll be like, well, my tolerance has gotten so weak. That just means that your interpretation of a certain BAC, like 0.08 is going to feel a lot drunker. Tolerance is like a feeling, right? Yeah, exactly. But also, hey, your body composition has changed a lot, you know, so that's one thing where it's like- Which means, no, but in the adverse way, that means it could take more. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, I think I'm very interested to see how it turns out. Yeah, gotta love science. Yeah. Um, this was a comment that I got that is just so misguided. So this woman commented on a video today, and she she genuinely thought she was giving a compliment. Like she thought she was being so nice with this comment. She says, "I love your pregnant face. You're looking almost due." <laughs> And I'm just like, "Mm." (laughs) she thinks she's saying something very sweet. But what she's saying is your face has gotten fat. (laughs) You look like you're all too soon. You're you're about to pop. Yeah. So let's just, this is just a little reminder to not comment on any pregnant person's uh, body or weight gain. Okay. Oh, in the last episode, we talked about our marriage language and all the different words mm-hmm. and stuff we say. Carly says, love your marriage language, but baby girl might pick up on phrases and go through life thinking everyone uses them only to have a friend tell her in her 20s they've made it up and it'll break her heart. 
Sounds like sounds that like might have happened to you, Carly. Yeah. It sounds like a voice of experience. <laughs> Did she say what the word was? No. Oh, Carly, we need to know. We need it, some follow up there. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually a really funny idea of like things that you went through your whole life thinking was normal. Yeah. Only to find out that it's like just your family had this weird name for it or calling some action something weird. Yeah. And then how did you find out? How did you come to this realization? Yeah. yeah. I don't know if I had any of those. I'll have to think about that. But yeah. I've, I've definitely read about that or like mm -hmm. heard. So that please submit those. Yeah. That'll be a fun topic for next one. Um, in the last episode, we also talked about uh, Australian slang, right? So Klee023 says, other terms used in Australia for being really drunk, trolleyed. I'm trolleyed. Maggoted. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, pissed. That's yeah. similar yeah. British, right? Yeah. Blind. Blind. Hammered. Hammered. We have that one. Yeah. Trashed. We have. Trashed. This is a good one. Off your tits. <laughs> off your tits. Wait, R&R. &R, off your tits. R&R, &R, I'm off my tits. So if you fall over, you you went ass over tit. <laughs> I love it. Love it. I Actually, that reminds me. Um, when I was in Kansas City and we were texting the next morning after the night out, after the game, I got a text from my buddy Matt. I'm so hurt. I'm just completely injured. <laughs> Chad, my brother and I just like laughed so hard. I'm like, that's just such a funny way to describe it. I'm. Did he know he was being funny? I don't know. I think that was just the way he's just like, I'm. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm so, so injured. injured. <laughs> wow. Yeah, like that's just. Yeah, that's funny. I never really thought about describing myself that way after a hangover, but it. I agreed with that. Oh, last episode we talked about having baby hiccups for the first time, feeling mm -hmm. what that was like and how it was just like this like rhythmic pulsing. Uh, Jenny Hawkins says, the first while when my baby had hiccups, I just thought she had really good rhythm and was kicking me to the beat of the music I always listened to. <laughs> uh, when she was born, turns out she doesn't have a musical bone in her body. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how you could think that. Like, yeah. oh man, she's just going. Oh, <gasps> Judith says, oh my God, listening to you say Aussie just now spelt Aussie pronounced Aussie source. I'm from New Zealand. Yeah. Have I been I, saying it wrong and you didn't correct me? It's Aussie. I, I don't know if I knew that. I mean, why'd you say, yeah, like you're on Judith's like, side. I, you know, when she said that, I'm like, oh, I have friends like, oh, I live in Oz. Like that. It just sort of so like is made it Oz sense. Australia? Australia? No, but they're, they're Aussie. Aussie? Yeah. Aussie. Aussie. I've always said Aussie. Yeah. Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, Katie says, "Not I'm not an Australian, but a Kiwi here. We have chili bins in New Zealand, and that's a cooler. Chili bins. Oh, okay. I like that. Yeah. So last episode, we, we talked about how in my college, Jungle Juice, we called it PJ. Allie says, just want to say in Ohio, we call PJ Harry Buffalo. <laughs> have you heard that? No. I have no, questions. Never. I mean, Ohio is not Michigan. I'm aware. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, Allie. Um, okay. <laughs> so we also talked about our weird marriage language. Seafant93 says, um, in her family, giving someone a nubby is touching foreheads. A muckle is rubbing noses together. And being tangled up in a blanket is being in a rectangle. Oh, that's kind of cute. That's clever. Yeah. I like it's that. a tangle. It's a rectangle. Yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. We also talked about last episode how you just found out that the guy who invented Pringles was buried in a Pringles can. Yeah. 
Ellie says, I really feel like the ashes of the guy who invented Pringles should have gone in a can of barbecue flavor. Missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, she's not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. This kind of, that kind of reminds me of um, the other day you sent me a text. You asked me for something and then you said, never mind, but you abbreviated never mind. How do you abbreviate never mind in a text? NVM. I've always done NM. Oh. And so, like, is that regional? <laughs> I don't know. I think Apple, like, because they, if you type certain things, it like auto corrects the things. And NVM was, I don't know. I always have done NM. Never mind. Yeah, I have no idea where that came from. And then uh, we have a friend who she texts when she's trying, when she's just saying yeah in a text, she types YA. And I read that every time as yeah. <laughs> and I can't. Who, who it's does Alex. That? Alex. And she'll text with an exclamation point. So so I'll yeah. be like, do you want to get dinner? And she'll be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't read it any other way. But I, she, I think she just means yeah. <laughs> but I, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I'm curious, how do you guys text never mind? Yeah. And how do you text yeah? Or how would you read YA if somebody, yeah. you asked a question and someone texted YA? Do you yeah. read it yeah? Or do you read it Yeah. <laughs> And if you add an exclamation point, is, is it? it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Now it's time for what made Lauren cry this week. Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I started tearing up because my baby, reg our baby registry now has like a, it has a, it counts down the number of days and I hadn't paid attention to this. I hadn't looked at this. I've just been thinking, oh, we're seven weeks away. We're 33 weeks there. The countdown clock on the registry said your baby is due in like 50 days and I started I started crying because I was like oh my god it's I only have 50 days left thinking about it from terms of from like weeks and months and seems like so far away yeah. and then putting days yeah that we're feels at a point so now where days actually matters yeah yeah so that made me cry okay and then also I started crying because um you know the fireflies song by Owl City <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that, that, was that was trending sound on TikTok, and I started crying. Because you love that song? I love that song. <laughs> it's very nostalgic. Yeah. I'm going to cry right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, that's not too bad. Yeah. And I didn't do anything to make you cry this week. <laughs> no. Okay. All right. All right, so what are your capositives of the week? What do you got? Things that we want to recommend, things that we really enjoyed and just loved. It's a moment to not talk about all the negativity. My positive of the week is Man of Recaps on YouTube. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. So there's a lot of TV shows that take a year or two off in between seasons. And so they come back and I'm like, I have no idea what happened. And there's this guy on YouTube who calls himself Man of Recaps. And he speaks really fast and he will go through an entire season in like five minutes. Yeah. And he's funny and he's quirky and just like... And he honestly, he picks out so many things that like I completely missed. I'm like, oh, I remember that happening. But like, I did not know that that's, that's what that meant. Yeah. Um, so every time we start a new se a new season, we always are like, oh, we got to check out Man of Recaps. Which is funny because we used to be like, oh, we got to find a recap. And it yeah. used to be this like chore. And now we're like, oh, let's go find Man of Recaps recap. Yeah. Yeah. He must watch so much TV because there's never not been a show that we needed a recap on that he hadn't covered. It's incredible. So even if you're like, I don't think you just, you never know, go to his YouTube channel. And honestly, we just go to YouTube, search the show. We're trying to find a recap. He's for. always the first one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Man of recaps. That's a good one. Yeah. My compositive of the week is I learned and also feel that this is very true. So as you know, you're gaining weight in pregnancy, it just happens. Your body's filling with way more blood and fluid in general. Um, so my face is getting a little puffy, but as that happens, it's like filling out the fine lines and wrinkles in, in your face. And so, so like, like aging backwards, I'm like, man, my skin has looked really good lately. I must've just been like nailing my skin routine. No, it's, it's like filling out, you know, mm-hmm. f- filling in the wrinkles. It's all, it's like natural Botox. Yeah. So that's a positive for sure. Thanks baby. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, there is a video portion of this podcast available on Spotify and on the Kapower Hour YouTube. If you want to leave us comments wherever you find the ability, um, I'm pulling them from the YouTube comment section. I'm pulling them from Spotify and also our Kapower Hour Instagram. We love all your comments and, and questions and suggestions. Do us a favor if wherever you're listening, Go ahead and follow our podcast. That would really help us out. Um, And then you also get notified when the episodes come out, which sometimes is a little bit later on Wednesday because Lauren procrastinates or maybe cries and (laughs) it just takes longer. Yeah, but at least you'll get a notification. We love you guys and we will see you next time. We are Kapout. Kapout.